This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Steelers Podcast at Steelers.com. I'm Tom Offerman, Kellen Gursky, and Jacob Brecht. Join me as always. A big domino that fell as a result of mm. the Juju Smith-Schuster re-signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers is the Steelers have given permission to Steven Nelson to go out and seek a trade, uh. which is just a really player-friendly way of saying, we're going to cut you. Please feel free to go and find a spot that we might potentially be able to trade you to that you would like to land at. Yeah. Um, and and I Also, don't... I think it also is we want to cut you, but we want a little bit back. Right, in you want to get something in return. Yeah. Um, Do you lose your leverage? We can talk all about that in this episode. Yeah, I, I mean, I just I look at it and I don't know. I mean, I don't know what led to this, and, and there's a lot of questions that could be asked. And I think one of them is, you know, did the Steelers go to Steve Nelson and say, "Hey, um, we want to bring Juju back. Here's how we go about doing that." Um, can we restructure? Can we do this? Can we do that? Um, can we can we sign a longer extension with less money or whatever it is, or backload it, whatever it is? And you know, did Steve Nelson say no? I think that's something that that could be brought up. And I, I mean, I don't know if that is the case. I'm sure we'll learn at some point. Um, but I think there's there's some questions there, like what did happen, and and it's just unfortunate. All three of us were texting back and forth earlier today. It's unfortunate that this happened today, and this didn't happen. In two weeks ago, Juju's. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. I mean, it, it's it's unfortunate it didn't happen two weeks ago when the Steelers were thinking about re-signing Mike Hilton. Um, you know, if you know that you're not going to have Steve Nelson, all of a sudden signing Mike Hilton is a much bigger priority, and you could probably get Sutton and Hilton um, with the money that you're going to save, or at least you could work it out. At least you can have a conversation about that. Do you think that, like, what, I mean, I don't know where to put it, but what chance would you have given it if if Nelson, this conversation had happened two weeks ago, where would you put the the odds of Mike Hillen actually being a Steeler in 2021? I would have put at least Hilton pretty high yeah. because you have to bring you have to bring one of them back because then um, if you're losing Nelson, um, you don't you only have one corner, one, one starting corner. So ironic to me that we sat here so many times and said, okay, out of Joe Hayden, Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton, which one do you think you can live without? And we never considered Steve Nelson. So it was just, it's so, we were thrown for such a loop. We weren't wrong, this, though. They, huh? They're wrong in this case. <laughs> we weren't wrong here. Right, okay. Steve Nelson was, anybody with a brain examining this roster would say, yes, yeah, Steve Nelson keep is him. the he's best younger. corner and he's younger. Yeah. Makes he's, the most sense. He is just as good, if not better, than Joe Hayden. At this he's point, younger. Yes. I mean, yeah, there was no reason for the Steelers to part ways with this guy. One of the better free agent signings in Steelers history when you consider the fact that they never really Absolutely. Break the bank compare guy. compare him to another free agent signing in the secondary, Mike Mitchell. Compare him to when another the Steelers free got agent him from Seattle, the Seattle senior, I believe. Dante Moncrief. Oh, I mean, they God. don't do like well, I'm just, Eric I'm just, Ebron has been a disappointment. I mean I'm just looking specifically at the secondary and any any chance I get to throw Mike Mitchell under the bus, I'll take it. But yeah, I couldn't agree. I mean Steve Nelson compared to almost any other free agent signing defensive or offensive, has been one of the better ones we've seen in the last decade. Now, Steelers reporters are saying there's no connection between Steve Nelson being cut and Juju Smith-Schuster being signed. Uh, Kabali reporting $2.4 million cap hit for Juju is something they could have worked out even without uh, potentially moving on from Steve Nelson. But it's just a little fishy, the timing, to be honest. And it's also a little fishy when Nelson was due around $8 million this year, and there's your money for Juju almost exactly 
Uh, obviously, Nelson's cap hit was a little bit higher than eight million. It was around fourteen million, and he has a six million to seven million dollar uh, dead cap hit. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. No more than seven million dollars, though. So, it, it's just odd to me that the Steelers uh, make this move on the same day that yeah. they announced the Juju Smith-Schuster contract. And I, I get what the uh, reporters are saying, and they great at their job in this city, but it, it smells a little fishy. It, it does. Plays. It does, um, and I it's think... It's hard to not think these two moves are connected. So. Yeah, I think they are in, in some way, shape, or form. I'm not saying that this, you know... I think the narrative today, a lot of people are, are asking, um, you know, how can you lose Nelson and keep Juju? Those two things aren't... They don't make a lot of sense there. Um, and I'm not saying that these... But when you look at these two moves, it happened on the same day. Um, I mean, nothing official's happened with, with uh, Nelson yet, but it's expected right, the to happen The announcement came... Within the hour of the Juju deal. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I I just wonder if there's something more to it. And uh, let's be honest here. The Steelers with uh, Steve Nelson and without Juju is better than the one with Juju and without Steve Nelson. There's no question about that. Oh, without question. I, I think this is the Steelers subtracting from a strength, making it a weakness. Yeah. yeah. And then supplementing something that's already strong with Juju. Because yeah. you had a good receiver room to potentially, potentially being great receiver room. And you had a good secondary that now is well below average in my mm -hmm. mind because you took the best part of that good secondary yeah. away from it. Or at uh, least I mean, the Mika second Fitzpatrick best. is the best part. Well, but you mean in the cornerback room? In the room. cornerback room. Yeah. He's better than Joe Hayden, at least in my mind, at this point yeah, in his career. At, at this point in his career. a much better career. But sure. right now, Nelson is the number one corner on the team. Or yeah. at least, should I say, he was the number one corner. Oh, he was. Yeah. Technically still on the team, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, without question. I mean, you're making a strength a weakness. Um because you go down the line now of corners, um, you have Joe Hayden, who's a starter, who's still good, um, but he, he is declining. I mean, there, there's no question about that, and that's not a slight on Hayden. He's just getting older. Um, and you have uh, you have um, Sutton now, and if he's going to be your number two, that's fine. That's okay, um, but he's not Steve Nelson. Uh, I mean, thank goodness that you signed Sutton, because if you didn't, man, you would be in some dire straits right now if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. But you get past those two, and you can live with those two, but, uh, you know, then it's James Pierre and it's Justin Lane. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, man, that's not that good. Uh, your third and fourth corners, I mean, they're going to have to play. Um, and when it's those two guys, that's not that attractive to me at all. No, it's not. And now your secondary has Hayden, who's aging. Sutton or Lane now have to become the other starters. That doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Uh if you were going to cut a secondary member, why wouldn't you cut Joe Hayden like we yeah. had been saying to do you save for weeks more money. and weeks and weeks? You would have saved a little bit more money, uh, but also you would have gotten rid of a depreciating value because he's getting older and he's losing a step. And not to say that uh, my uh, Steve Nelson is an appreciating value and he's going to get better and better. He's probably reached his prime, but yeah. at least he's still working within the, the parameters of his prime. And yeah. I just don't – this move really does bother me. And, it does. It, it's really just uh, – you take a step back and you look at Steeler fans uh, completely – Don't I don't want to paint them with a broad brush, but there is a sector of Steeler fans that care about the players more than they care about the actual the team. The product, yeah. And they're having a tea party today because Juju's back and they love Juju, and they're not realizing that the team probably got worse today with the yeah. news of Steve Nelson now being allowed to seek a trade – a.k.a. the Steelers are moving on from Steve Nelson, and Juju coming back when you don't need Juju. The, the team got worse today, and it's odd for me to have fans, you know, 
throwing a party. Like, oh, this is great. It, it seems like Juju's getting the headlines, and they're kind of burying Steve Nelson moving yep. on underneath that. And, and people who are in the know realize losing Steve Nelson is a oh, massive it's huge. Blow. It's massive um, to an already um, – I don't want to say below average because you have you would have had two really good starters and a decent enough backup in um, in Sutton, but now it's it's an, it's a below average group. And right, and we we talked about too how the the secondaries across AFC North teams are some of the best, uh, you know, top to bottom: Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, and Browns. And now you're looking at the Steelers, who were one of the better units of that four, and now you're left with basically. You lost your best guy, and you're at the bottom of that pack, essentially. Now, you mentioned if they knew about this a little bit earlier, that they were going to move on from Nelson, why wouldn't you sign Hilton yeah. and have Nelson just walk? Well, I'll tell you why they didn't do that. I, I, and I, I'm going against what some of the beat reporters are saying right now. They didn't realize that Juju was going to be this cheap or this affordable. About no, I don't think anybody did. No I don't one think did. anybody did, yeah. But then all of a sudden, Juju's still in the market. He doesn't have the market that he thought he would. Yeah. He's probably remaining in contact with, or at least his agent is remaining in contact Absolutely. with Kevin Colbert and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's why I think it didn't happen, and that's why I think these moves are related. Because if they were planning on moving on from Nelson, they would have done it uh, while weeks ago, ago weeks sure. ago but in the cap casualty period or at least they would have done it whenever they moved on from Vince Williams or you would have heard from uh national reporters that yeah the Steelers are shopping Steven Nelson around and today was the first day you heard anything yep. about that right so it just tells me that yeah even if it's true that they didn't need to move on from Steve Nelson or potentially move on from Steve Nelson to make the money work for Juju this fact right here the timing of it just tells me yeah. that they're related in some yeah, sort of way. And something. I'm, in, I'm interested to see over the next few days as more digging is done to see what the deal is with Nelson, why it's happening. And I think it leans, to me anyway, what, what it says to me is that, may, is that probably in my head the Steelers went and talked to him and said, hey, we want to re-sign Juju now. We didn't think this was going to happen. Can we restructure? And, and Nelson said no. And they said, okay, well, then we're going to trade you um, because it's the only way we can make the move work at this point. And that is unfortunate. Um, you know, and, and – I do. I think the Steelers as a whole took a step back today. Absolutely, um, and it's so weird too because we we just said you know in our last episode that on the field from an on the field perspective alone, bringing Juju back does make some sense. But really, when you look at it from every other aspect of your team, and especially now because Steve Nelson is going to walk, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And it, it kind of you know this move in particular. Really, as you said, Tom, it rubs me the wrong way as well because we're sitting here with more questions than anything else. We, you know, how did we get to this point? Because uh, this wasn't even a, a talking uh, a talking point two weeks ago or a week ago or hell even yesterday. This morning when we all woke right, up, I yeah. mean, there was no one who had this in their line of vision as a possibility. This Steve Nelson departure and. It reminds me a lot of the Sinalu Walu departure from a couple days ago because we were sitting here saying, okay, we know what we have in the defensive line. That's locked up. That's our best unit. Three guys, all starting quality. And you look at the cornerback position and you say, okay, there's a lack of depth there. There's a lack of depth at the linebacking position inside and outside. But let's address what we can address. We know we're keeping, we're keeping Steve Nelson. How do we pick between Joe Hayden, Mike Hilton, and Cam Sutton? Which of those three, a combination, can we afford to keep? And which would make the most sense to, to keep? 
not once did we throw Steve Nelson's name in with Joe Hayden and Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton because we thought it was a foregone conclusion, just like Tyson Alualu, that he would be back in 2021. There was no way that we, any of us had the foresight to see this as a possibility, and there's no doubt that with both of these stories breaking within the hour of each other, that these were related. The fact that Juju was only going to take what, Tom, did you say it, a $2.5 million cap hit? $2.4 million is the cap hit. $2.4 million right cap hit. But I mean, he's th- getting paid $8 million, and Steve Nelson was getting paid $8 million this year. <laughs> and <laughs> The writing's on the wall there, I mean, right? And the timing of it. Yeah. It just makes right. sense. The fact that they broke, the stories broke within the hour of each other. The you Steve can't... Nelson story broke before the Juju it did. tweet came out. Sheffer tweeted did. they're looking to trade. Nelson and I was like, yeah. "WTF? Yeah, what well, the hell happened here? That's episode one tonight. Yeah, and then oh wait, Juju is resigning. That's episode one tonight. Hell we of a day we were Steelers. the three of us were texting saying how how did this happen? How did we get away from this? And then all of a sudden we're saying, oh, Juju's coming back. Oh, we see the dots starting to connect here. Exactly. It just there's too much writing on the wall. Uh, but now he's exploring a trade. Um, does this mean that the Steelers get a cornerback in in the deal in in return for Steven Nelson? You'd you'd have to think that you're going to get the worst cornerback in that deal. No one's going to trade a better corner for Steve Nelson. So you're probably going to get another young guy that fits more like a Justin Lane mold that has potential there. But if they're better than Lane or Pierre, it is a plus because it's better than what you have at the moment. Or maybe the pick they get back for could be yeah sure turn into a yeah. cornerback, but. They haven't had the best track record at drafting corners. No, and no. you really want to Secondary turn, guys in general. You want to turn that much pressure over to a rookie. I understand that Sutton and Lane would be in front of him when he came in the depth chart, so the pressure wouldn't be that immense. But you'd hope that he'd be better than Justin Lane. Right. You could throw him into the starter role by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's realistic. And, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing here now is that when you look at the Steelers, without question, they're going to have to address cornerback in the draft. Um, and it's going to have to be a higher priority um, than we originally thought, and that's kind of that's kind of been a theme over the last couple episodes. Um, we talked to, uh, that running backs a high priority, offensive line is going to be a high priority, uh, maybe linebacker is going to be a higher priority than we originally thought. Didn't think corner was going to be a higher priority. Now it absolutely is. But then again, um, if a trade does happen, let's see what happens with the trade. Maybe we'll have some more answers once Steve Nelson is dealt. I mean, yeah, I couldn't agree more. An interesting uh, side effect of Steve Nelson potentially being dealt. The Steelers will now have to replace five starters oh. on that defense from 2020. Do you remember earlier when we were saying with Tyson Aluolo leaving and Vince Williams being cut, we were sitting here saying seven guys returning is about as 50-50 as you can get to having returning players come back and, and some not coming back. Well, here we are sitting with six and five now. We were saying 7-4 and four is about as close as you can get to 50-50. We forgot about the possibility it could get as close as 6 versus 5. Alu-Alu, Bud Dupree, um, Vince, Vince Williams, Williams, Joe Hayden. Joe ha- er, Joe sorry, Hayden. sorry, Steve, Steve Nelson. Nelson. And who's the other one I'm missing here? There's five. Who's that other bastard out there on that defense that we have to replace this year? Mike Hilton, because I count him as a starter. Because he yeah. plays a starter yeah. role. He plays sure. more than starter staff. Oh, so. yeah. Five guys that had a major impact on not just the 2020 defense, but defenses in years prior to that. And now you're run it back from 2020. <laughs> it's starting to look like you're going to have a completely new look defense. Of course, the major players remain the same. The only one leaving there is probably Bud Dupree. Right. Actually, I would say Steve Nelson is probably a major player, too, once he yeah. eventually does leave. But He's a bigger role than people are thinking right now. You got to star at every level still. 
with mm-hmm. Hay- with Hayward in the front, Watt in the linebacking core, and Minka in the secondary. And Bush, I could say you could, and you could say def- Bush is right there as being a star, and to it as well is also always knocking yeah. on that door. Yeah, as far as his impact's concerned, so it's not a terrible defense. No. Don't don't get that twisted, but it's certainly going to be a new look defense, which is something that I didn't think was oh. really going to be possible because like. Jacob said we all thought Alu was probably going to find himself back in a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform. Uh, Mike Hilton, I think we thought, had a, a decent chance. And Vince Williams, I don't know if we really thought he was a for-sure cap casualty. So uh, I think we're going from potentially replacing two guys to five. That's drastic. Yeah, yeah it's drastic. Um, you know, and you made the point, 2020, let's run 2020 back. This is the year we're just going to run 2020 back. That defense is going to look a hell of a lot different next year. Like you said, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a bad defense, um, but it is going to look different. Um, a lot of guys are going to have to step up in order to be um, that defense that we've seen over the last handful of years. Um, you know, and it's going to be a tough ask um, because if that defense takes takes a step back, the onus is even more so on the offense and Ben Roethlisberger, which is something that we've said over and over again that you know the Steelers have to play a new brand of offense. And it kind of looks like they're going to have to play a new brand of defense, too. I'm not saying that they won't be, you know, getting after the quarterback and sacking the quarterback. But when you lose five starters um, in an offseason and you're going to have to have people come in and step up, it's not easy to play the same brand of football that you have for years. You just can't. I no, mean, because you rely on certain pieces to do certain things. And when you miss when you're missing five guys. You can't rely on just the replacements to pick up where they left off. It's different when you're just saying, okay, we can afford to lose Bud Dupree, Vince Williams. You're losing five guys. You can't operate the same way as you wanted to the year before. I have to ask this or ponder this thought, and it's one that I hate because I love the guy so much. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. you got to wonder if maybe the moves they're making, subtracting from the defense to kind of add to the offense – with bringing back Juju and potentially letting Steve Nelson go via trade or maybe just cutting him outright, are they just placating the aging 39-year-old quarterback, giving him what he wants, really listening to him? Maybe a little bit of the opposite of what's going on in Seattle right now where Russell Wilson just wants to have his voice heard at all. Maybe the Steelers are listening to Ben's voice a little bit too much when it comes to these kind of decisions. I mean, I think they're... And and maybe it's hurting the defense more than he really realizes. I think there might be something to that. I'm not saying it's the only reason. I don't think that's what you're saying either. But I do think that there might be a little bit of something there um, because it is all offense oriented. And, and, and again, like I said a little while ago, um, you, you know, if you have been coming back, you do have to kind of play for him. Like you kind of have to center your offense around him. That part of it, I 100 percent understand. You do have to make moves based on the fact that, hey, you have a 39 year old Hall of Fame quarterback coming back for one more year. Let's try to make the most of it. That aspect of it, I get no question. But it can't come at the expense of the defense. And I think that's obviously what's happened so far. Um, I know the, the, the Alu Alu thing really isn't on the Steelers because, you know, apparently Alu Alu wanted to go back to Jacksonville and be with his family and he's getting older. So, you know, you can live with that sort of thing. But r- it really kind of comes to the forefront when, you know, this story about Juju and Nelson drop within an hour of each other. Um, you know, I think there is something there, Tom. Um, no, no question about it. It's not the only factor there, of course. But, yeah, I, I do think that there's something to maybe the Steelers are, are, you know, placating a lot to the 39-year-old quarterback who's probably going to play his last year of football. But do you think 
by doing so, is he going to feel is I mean, Ben, is Ben going to feel any added pressure to step up to say, hey, we brought back Juju instead of a key guy like Steve Nelson. Now we you know we did everything that you wanted us to do. Now are you going to go out there and get us to Super Bowl or are we going to just stay here and stay stagnant and and show flashes of what we could be but end up as a maybe a 500 team or a one and done team in the playoffs? Do you think he'll feel that pressure? Do you think he'll feel that responsibility to carry this team because he got what he wanted? No, I don't think he'll feel any pressure at all because he's been there, he's done that. Yeah. He's he's this is not a new thing for him. It's not like he is a younger quarterback that really made his case to ownership. They went I out guess and broke the bank and now it's like, okay, I have to win a Super Bowl. He's already got the Super Bowls. There's no right. There's nothing he owes the franchise. He's already paid them twice. So. I guess I should have reworded it and said something like I I hope that he f- I shouldn't have asked the question at all. I just I should have put it out How there. That I I hope that he feels that pressure. I hope that he feels the obligation to step up because so much was done for him in order to stay and when he did stay, he was given the pieces that he asked for. I hope he feels that obligation. I hope he feels that responsibility. But Tom, you're probably right because he's been there for so long because he's already led the team to a Super Bowl twice twice in a win and obviously a third visit, but I mean, I, 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 I can only hope. I can only hope. One guy that does need to step up without question is now Cam Sutton. Um, Justin Lane, maybe he beats out Cam Sutton as that outside corner. And, and he could. And Cam Sutton returns to that slot role, kind of fills for Mike Hilton. But I, I think as you head into camp, Cam Sutton's going to be handed the number one spot and it's going to be up to him to lose it or up to Justin Lane to play. Uh, above his head and win it or maybe i'm wrong and maybe fueling this nelson decision is a strong sentiment within the steelers organization that justin lane is ready to make the next step yeah it could be Uh, i mean if if that's the case that's great he should be too based on he's been out of the draft for three years now so he's this is the time now to become a pro if you're ever gonna and his role has has improved like he's had a bigger role um, over the last, you know, his rookie year didn't play a whole lot. Last year he played a little bit more. Now hopefully he gets over the hump this year, and it's kind of that um, that uh, aha moment, that eureka moment for um, for him. And, and I hope that is the case. And if that is the case, that's great. Then this whole thing, getting rid of Steve Nelson, ends up, I don't want to say working out, because, you know, you're losing a really good corner who's in his prime who you could have had for a handful of years. But it could, you know, at the end of the day, I guess, work out. I can't really think of a better way to put it. Um, but it, it definitely could if, if Lane steps up. And I think the same thing could be said for James Pierre. I mean, I know the Steelers like him, um, but you got to think, too, like he beat out Justin Lane in a lot of, you right. know, especially down the, the stretch of the season. You saw in the Pierre, wild card game, especially. Yeah, you saw him out there way more than you saw Justin Lane. Now, I'm not, you know, maybe Pierre is the guy that steps up. That could be a possibility. But again, that's not a very attractive um, you know, room, um, yeah. especially now you're losing uh, Nelson. But to your original point, Tom, without question, Sutton has to be the guy that steps up because all of a sudden, hey, you're the number two. It frustrates me because I, I keep going back to the Tyson Alualu comparison, how we knew what we had and waiting when Javon Hargrave left for Philly. We had Tyson Alualu who had not just some some – some snaps here and there, but he he got some starts thrown in there, and we knew he was capable. He was a first-round pick for Jacksonville. And it, I, I bring this up because we had the conversation when when Alu Alu, it was 
reported that he's returning to Jacksonville, we were saying, okay, how much can Carlos Davis and how much can um, Isaiah Bugs really do to fill in that role, to fill in that hole that, that Tyson Aluwala will leave? And it's the same thing here. Yes, I know that Cam Sutton will be able to hopefully show some strides of of top performance that he did in flashes throughout the season. Now that he's getting the starting position, hopefully it'll be a consistent thing that we see out of him. But the quarterback position is a lot more dangerous of a, of a tightrope to kind of walk because you're, you're, when you're, when you're on the defensive line, you're only trying to get to the quarterback to disrupt a pocket. If, if a quarterback can't keep up, you're, 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 you know, kind of letting up a 50 or 40 yard pass. That's, that's dangerous in this league. The NFL, the rich just keep getting richer. They struck a new television deal that is big time as far as the NFL is concerned and as far as players getting paid is concerned. So on the next episode of Steelers Standard, we will dive into that. We will also take a look at Mitch Trubisky, who finds himself (laughs) in a new spot, and that quarterback carousel continues to spin in the NFL. That's all on the next episode of Steelers Standard. But thanks for listening to this episode of Steelers Standard. And you can listen to all of our Steelers Standard episodes at Steelers.com. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at Apple or Spotify, or you can just keep listening to Steelers Nation Radio and it will eventually play for you there. But for Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opferman. We'll talk to you next time on the Steelers Standard. <laughs>